Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for May 29th, 2022. It is the final Sunday of Easter. Join in our call to worship. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice and celebrate. How can we celebrate? Destruction is all around. The earth is mourning and people are to blame. Clouds hide God's unbearable glory. God's throne is anchored in righteousness and justice. Clouds swirl around us, too. The earth is full of violence and injustice, instability and death. God's lightning illuminates the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before their maker. As we face so much global suffering, how can we rejoice? Nothing is the way it should be. The heavens announce that God will set everything right, and we will see it happen. Lord God, in this time of deep need, help us again as you did in years gone by. Let us worship the Lord. We will rejoice in the God who makes all things new.
Let us pray. Dear God, our friend, we come to worship you today. We come to sing, pray, and listen. You always hear us. Help us to hear you. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, Spirit of purity and grace, whose dwelling is with the humble and contrite heart, hear your children's confession of sin and grant us mercy. For all that has been evil in our lives, for unholy thoughts and impure motives, for any scorn of goodness, trifling with truth, and indifference to beauty, for being petty when we could have been gracious. Forgive us, O God. For lack of love toward you, whose love has never failed. For doubt in your providence, for acts of ingratitude, and for disobedience to visions we have been able to see. Forgive us, O God. For the wrong we have done to our neighbors, for silence in the face of war, for neglect of charity and failure in justice, for forgetfulness of others' pain, and for advantage taken of another's weakness, forgive us, O God.
for our faulty following of the Master, our slow faith in His power to save, our timid, hesitant answers to His call for service, our insensibility to the meaning of the cross, for all that mars our discipleship and makes it difficult for others to believe in Him. Forgive us, O God. May God, who is mighty and merciful, forgive our sins, empower us to overcome temptation, and enable us to love as Jesus loved. Amen. Our scripture today is Acts 16, 16 through 34. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God, who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days. But Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. This is one of the best stories I know. I like it on many levels. First, it is a first-person eyewitness story. Did you catch that? 
It's in the first line. One day as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination. Yes, Luke is traveling with Paul at this point. Luke, the author of Acts, is right on hand for all of the action. And I like it for other reasons, too. It is a story of imprisonment and freedom. It contains a natural disaster and a near suicide. And it ends more wonderfully than anyone might have thought, knowing the beginning of the story. It would make a great movie. But it starts with imprisonment, that feeling of being trapped. There is no way out. Have you ever been there? The slave girl in the story was trapped. She was not only trapped because she was a slave, she was also trapped by the spirit of divination that caused her to follow Paul and Silas around and scream out the truth. These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. Paul and Silas were trapped. First, they were trapped because the slave girl wouldn't leave them alone. She followed them around, followed them around, followed them around, yelling over and over, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. Are you annoyed yet? She did this for days and days and days until finally Paul became annoyed. That is literally what the scripture says. Paul became annoyed. So annoyed that he turned to her and cast that spirit right out of her. Well, that tore it. The next thing you know, Paul and Silas are trapped in another way, behind bars. Paul hasn't been motivated by a desire for the girl's freedom, but he has, almost by accident, given the girl her freedom, at least freedom from demon possession, even as he's lost his own freedom. At least it appears that way to someone who might be watching, because locked in the innermost cell of the prison with their feet in shackles, Paul and Silas have no means of escape and no hope for rescue. Freedom seems far away. Have you been there? Perhaps you got annoyed or even angry at someone or something, and you lost your cool or you ruined a relationship or you stepped on the wrong toes. Maybe it wasn't that you sacrificed your freedom for some noble cause, but maybe you just lost sight of your regular path and you veered into some kind of ditch, and then the next thing you knew, you were, in one way or another, behind bars. Or you gave in to something, or you gave up something, and you found yourself in some sort of shackles. Or maybe something just happened. Something just happened. And suddenly you could no longer go where you wanted to go, or do what you wanted to do. Your life suddenly was no longer under your control. Your life was not your own. Your freedom was taken away. 
and consider that whether or not you have ever seen the actual inside of a cell, there is nevertheless a kind of imprisonment experience that could be named by you and me, we who are gathered in this place right now. Because while we may or may not be acquainted with the inside of a jail or prison, for most of us, being behind bars isn't about being literally behind bars. It could be about the experience of actually sitting in a cell, but it might be about something else, because imprisonment comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes. I have visited with many whose body has become a prison. Perhaps the individual is trapped in a wheelchair, or she has lost the ability to speak or reason. That is a kind of imprisonment. Or perhaps you know someone who has become addicted to some substance or another, or to gambling or another compulsive behavior. That struggle with the additional guilt of the toll that it has had on family life or friendships can become a prison. I know people who are swamped in grief right now, shackled with losses that are stunning and senseless. Life will never be the same from here on out. It is as if they have been thrown into some kind of dark place, a cell of sadness. And what about those who don't know how they're going to pay the bills this month, and those who are caught in a never-ending cycle of familial conflict, and those who are trapped by their obligations and the promises they made that they don't now know how to keep, and those who are angry or lonely or wounded. Is there freedom for them? When you are behind bars and there is no one to bring the key for the lock, what hope is there for freedom? I want to suggest, I think the scripture for today wants to suggest, that freedom isn't always what you expect it to be, and that it doesn't always come in the way you expect it to come. That freedom may be physical, but it also may be emotional or relational or spiritual. That freedom and sacrifice are sometimes siblings. That freedom reaches to unlock the chains of others, too. That freedom does not only shout, it sings. Yes. I like that in the story for today, after Paul and Silas are beaten and put into chains, locked behind bars, that what they start to do is pray and sing. They aren't yelling, let us out of here, let us out. No, they start to pray and sing. See, in their spirits they are free free to choose how to respond to their circumstances. And when the earthquake comes, they are free to have mercy on the jailer. Their shackles are loosened, but they do not run. And when the jailer decides he must kill himself since he thinks he has let the prisoners escape, Paul cries out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. How ironic. Paul and Silas, though they are free, do not run away. 
The jailer, though he is bound by his responsibility to guard the prisoners, is offered his freedom through the ministry of Paul and Silas. That freedom is the voice that calls out in the darkness, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. That freedom is in the connection of one human to another. That freedom is in this willingness to stay with. That freedom is in partnership and compassion. That freedom is freedom for, not freedom from. It never was about the prison itself. It always was, and always will be, about the people, the partners, the prayers. It never was about the shouting. It always was, and always will be, about the singing. It never was about the opportunity to escape. It always was, and always will be, about the opportunity to engage. For freedom is right here among us and between us, no matter what walls or what chains the world has placed around us or upon us. Salvation is right here among us and between us, no matter what obstacles are standing in our path. Ministry is right here among us and between us, no matter what resistance the culture might offer. At the end of the story, two things happen. The jailer washes Paul and Silas's wounds. And Paul and Silas baptize him and all of his household. Well, then one more thing happens. They all eat together. That's the story that is, and that's the story that should be. God enables us to be each other's freedom each other's healing. Through less shouting and more singing, we remind each other that we are God's children and we will trust our God. Through presence and compassion, we open to each other the door of salvation. Let us pray. O God, you enable us to offer one another our prayers, our songs, our healing. Help us to experience the freedom that comes through your love and grace, and then to share that freedom with those around us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Receive the benediction. Look around this week and be aware of those who may be bound up, shackled, trapped, and step into that space with them. Be a bearer of hope. Offer the gift of presence. The peace of Christ go with you. Amen.